Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins and it's great to have your company. The response to last week's interview with John Briley has been amazing. So thank you from a humble pilgrim. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago, a series of pilgrimages across Spain, France, Italy and beyond. The pilgrim's epicenter is the Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela, where, we're told, the remains of Christ's apostle St. James are interred. Pilgrims walk day in, day out, alongside others from all around the world. And the Camino is renowned for its ability to provide respite from the frenetic world around us. You'll find yourself part of the global pilgrim community. And one of the things I love most about this podcast is it keeps me in the pilgrim loop. I'm constantly communicating with people around the world, and that's just the research and correspondence required in putting the podcasts out each week. Then there's the Pilgrim Network, all around the world, the sharers and carers. I was playing a show at Sydney's oldest pub, the Fortune of War Hotel, on Sunday, mid-song, looked across the bar, and I recognised a friendly face in the crowd. It was Janine, someone I hadn't actually met, but had followed on social media as she made her way across the Camino Frances. It was great to finally meet, to hug it out, to share stories and to rekindle the Camino flame. If you're listening and wondering if the Camino is for you, I'm grateful to my old pal Ted Walker, or I'm Ted, who posted a picture on Facebook this week. It's a little girl standing under a sprinkler in the yard with a smile a mile wide. The heading says, Choose Joy. It says, don't wait for things to get easier, simpler, better. Life will always be complicated. Learn to be happy right now. Otherwise, you'll run out of time. Well, my guest this week is the convener of the Australian Pilgrims of the Camino de Santiago Facebook page, Susan Morris. I've interviewed Susan before in week 37. Susan's part of a new film called Camino Skies, and I thought we'd talk again to promote the film, which is in cinemas right now, and to find out if she's learned to be happy right now. Susan Morris is on the line from Western Australia. Welcome, Pilgrim. Thank you, Dan. Lovely to be here. When we last spoke, we talked about your first Camino in 2014, and it was a leap of faith for you because you'd never travelled abroad on your own. You'd turned 60-something and thought, I'm going... I have to do it. And I think, Susan, it's fair to say it's had a big impact on your life. A huge, huge impact. And can I just tell you it was 2013. Ah, 2013, right. Yeah, a huge impact on my life. And and um, having having started the group as a direct result of the Camino, of me walking the Camino, has... You know, it's kept it in the forefront of my life as your podcasts have done the same with you, with people from all over the world. Yeah, it's just it's just a wonderful, a wonderful community. Mm. I, want, I want to get to the new film in a moment, but mm-hmm. you, you told me in 2017 that you'd injured an Achilles tendon and had to yep. come all the way back to Australia after only walking for a few days. How's the rehab and the journey back from injury been? <laughs> a bit long, and the same, and the same ankle and foot is still giving me problems. Um, I'm about to chop it off, but you know, if I if I do that, I'll be cutting off my nose to spite my face, won't I? So, and I won't be able to walk then. But um, yeah, it's been it, it's it's been. 
been good, but I've done a couple of walks since then um, in Scotland and um, a couple here in, in Perth and now this one, this walk last year, so I'm I'm getting there, yes. Yes. But, but you walked the entire Camino Frances, didn't you, last year? Last last year, yes, I did. Yeah, yes, yeah. So yes. that's eight hundred Ks. So you must have <laughs> you must have done quite a bit of work to get back to at least match fitness to be able to walk twenty five, thirty Ks a day. <laughs> so, can I can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Some days I caught the bus. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew when I'd reached my limit. Um, it was the pace. The pace this time, because I was walking with other people, the pace for me was a bit, little bit too, too fast, and sometimes the distances were a bit too, too um, long. As you know yourself, you like it's nice to sort of stop when you feel like stopping. Um, yeah, yeah. And and have a cup of coffee, and even stop in that place in that in that town or in that village and and you you reach that point in your day where you don't want to go any further yeah so that's that's how it's how it's been for me um i was um I, I was pretty fit except my body let me down a lot of the time yeah it's part of part of my life these days. Yeah, I guess it is. I, I remember mm. us talking about doubters and that first Camino. Some family members thought you were crazy, but you were determined to prove them wrong. <laughs> have you? Ta- and that's now. That's since twenty thirteen. That's six six years. Have you taken that mm. courage into your life in a wider sense? Do you think H- has the Camino <laughs> emboldened you? Oh, uh, definitely, definitely, and it, it, it's one of one of the one of the big things, Dan, is it's brought me out of myself. Um, prior to going on the prior to that first walk, I was extremely shy and uh, did not do well in a group of people. I hated going to social functions where, you know, maybe I had to do some talking or something like that. But the, the Camino has taught me that just you just do it. It doesn't really matter what other people think. It's, it's you that's doing it for you. And if they don't like what they're seeing, that's their problem, not yours. Yeah, good on you. When you arrived in Santiago over the, after that first Camino and you thought, well, that's it, I'm done, I've done it now. But the moment yep. you got home, you were almost immediately planning your next... Camino, so it's in your blood now. <laughs> are, are, you, are you surprised that it, it entered your life and, and has such a significant impact? I am. I am, yes, yes. Yeah. I didn't think... Um, I think a lot of us sort of embark or, or set out on it and have um, no idea, no idea that what will happen to... To a lot of it, a lot of people um, start out with, you know, this is on my bucket list. I'm going to mark it off, and they get towards the end, and suddenly, you know, their their thinking is turning around, and they don't want what what they're doing. They don't want that to finish, and they get to the end, and they think, oh, this is this has got this has got far-reaching, 
far-reaching consequences for us. So, and for me, that that has been the case very definitely. Yeah. And I'm determined to keep going as long as I can. Yeah. Uh, you know what? One other aspect of it is, and this is in the movie, and we're going to get to the movie now, but I mentioned in the introduction mm. the Camino family is very special mm. and you play an integral mm. part in all of that through the Facebook mm. page. But how do you explain that fellowship to people? Camino people uh, seem to be so special and it doesn't matter who who they are, where they've been or what they are. They've, they, you all sort of um, come together. You find each other as you did as you did during your gig the other day. There's a face across the across the the um, the venue, and it's part of your Camino family or, or, or a Camino family. And yeah, it's there's such a fellowship that's so so huge. It's hard to explain it to people who haven't done it. Yeah. It Do you is, find that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I really can't explain it. And I think probably some people think I'm peculiar the way I carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know people people think that of me. People in my own street, they think, I say, oh, where are you going with that pack? Where are you going this time? You know, because I wander up the street with my um, small pack on my back and... What are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, I'm going for a walk. I'm getting ready to walk in Spain again or I'm getting ready to walk in France. Why would you want to do that? And I'd say, well, why not? It's such a simple life. Mm. Yeah, that's right. We all strive for it, as I said in the introduction, uh, Mm. an an escape from the frenetic world around us. Mm. It's fantastic. Now let's talk about Camino Skies. This is the mo- uh, this is the movie that you you're a part of. It's in cinemas yes. now. How did you come to be involved? Uh, through do you remember the um, film Six Ways to Santiago? Yes, of course. I interviewed Annie O'Neill a little while back. That's right, you did. Well, I was involved with um, helping to promote that through Australian Pilgrims, to, through our group, and through a few of the other other groups on on Facebook. Um, I was approached at the time by Fergus Grady, who was the director of this of Camino Skies, or one of the co-directors, um, and because I'd helped, I'd helped him and the company that he was working for at the time to um, get it out there to people here in Perth and in Sydney and and everywhere to go and to be you know to go and see it and. So that's how he knew me. He knew of me. So he approached me a couple of years ago again and said, "Look, I'm thinking of doing this film, and I'm I'm wanting a bit of a theme of you know people who have walked, maybe have walked before, people who haven't walked before, and what their motivation is." So and mine was quite obviously my my um, health issues and why would I want to go out there and torture myself for 800 <laughs> k's? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably, I probably said yes before I really, really, really thought it through. But 
In hindsight, I'm glad that I did say yes. Was it daunting? Yes, it was. And as I said before, I'd um, um, because my my um, back and foot have got a lot worse than they were. They, I mean, they never get they're never going to get better, but things you know will will become worse. And I sort of thought, mm, yes, well that uh, that's in front of me. How am I going to cope with that when there's other people around me all the time? Um, I can, you know, I can cope with it on my own, but there are other people that you're walking with, so you have to sort of try and um, hide your, well, not hide your feelings, but um, try and sort of be a little bit uh, more stoic than you than you would normally be. How's that? Yeah, was it script? Was it scripted? Well, how, no. how, how did that work? I'm trying to sort of understand how, how it worked. No, it was not scripted at all. Um, and nothing was set up. Everything was, everything that you see in the movie happened as it happened. Right. Um, uh, there was, um, we were, occasionally there was three who walked together or two, usually it was two or even one who who walked yeah. each day with, with or each part of the day with a mic on, and they were followed. We only had Fergus who did this, who did a lot of the sound um, edit, sound things. Uh, Noel, the cinematographer, and young Phoebe from England, who helped the guys with the sound and the microphones and everything, and. They had, you know, if they had issues, which, which they did, microphones broke, this happened, that happened, but we we kept on walking. They had to maybe stop and fix their gear up, but there were only the, only the three of them. And what happened each day happened just quite naturally. Yeah, because that uh, plays perfectly into my next question. The film explores beautifully themes of spirituality, well-being and religion. Mm. And six strangers mm. from Australia and New Zealand walk the Camino Frances and if you're new to the podcast, the Frances is the most popular route, 800 kilometres from St Jean-Pied-de-Port in France to Santiago de Compostela. And the film documents the catalyst for the change in the six people. Could you sense mm. it yourself in real time? Uh by that, by that I mean you could see the change in one another and therefore you could sort of get a sense of how that film might come together? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, um, definitely, definitely so. But funnily enough, you know, when we, started, when we started at the beginning, I don't think any of us thought, even Noel and Fergus, I don't think any of us thought that it would go as far as, far as it did. How, you do you, know, how do you mean? That we, well, it was it was a, a sort of a small idea that suddenly started to grow, to grow, mm. and it suddenly became a real a real thing. But they didn't they didn't expect it to be to 
to work as well as it did. And we as walkers certainly didn't, and we didn't know each other for a start. Yeah. The only person I knew, the only person I knew is is was Claude yeah. from Queensland. Yeah. So we were all strangers. Mark and Terry, the two men, uh, that is, um, um, uh, Terry and his son-in-law, Mark. But Julie and Cheryl didn't know each other. We had, and Claude and I had no idea who anyone was. So yeah, we yeah, we it was all all. Um, I knew Fergus. I have to admit to that. But um, yes, yeah, so we all had to get used to each other, and we all had to do. Um, you know, you all have you all have your little idiosyncrasies. And we had to get through through things at times with each other. Yeah. But overall, overall, um, we've we've ended up as we've ended up all as very good friends, and uh, we've we've formed another Camino family. Yeah, yeah. I read somewhere yeah. uh, that through blisters, shin splints, and heat. The Camino forces yes. pilgrims to defy their age and physical ability. How much yes. of your day was taken up with filming? Or were you free to walk at your own pace, your own space and time? How much of it was kind of, you know, okay, Susan, you're going to have to put the microphone on and walk today with Claude? Or, or how much of it was structured? Nothing structured. Um, no. They would decide the night before, um, Fergus and Noel would, you know, have a little chat the night before who they were going to put together or what, you know, what, what the format of the day was. They would say to us, right, you're, um, are you prepared to walk tomorrow with Mark on? And we'd say, oh, yeah, um, or, <laughs> or, or no. I said no a couple of times, <laughs> have to admit. And But they were, they would film us and talk, uh, sort of listen, listen to us if we were if we were walking together. And at other times, they would um, they would walk behind us because, uh, like, if I was walking with one of the guys, he would be walking much faster than me, and so we would, you know, be quite some distance apart. And so the um, Noel would would film me doing whatever I was doing and then he would sort of leave me and race off to to film Terry but the, and the, there was no no script no no questions that we had to ask answer or right. um, nothing we had to do I think there was only there was one spot one spot where was slightly structured, and that was Terry and I at now. How do you pronounce the name? Shahogun. Shahogun. Ah, Sahun. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, Sahun. Exactly halfway. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly halfway. It was raining, and we they had a couple of a couple of goes at, at filming us going through that. You know, the centre. Mm. Uh, the two the two statues. Yeah, but, um, and that was that was the only time that I can remember 
um, anything being sort of, look, stand there, do this, do that. There's none of that. You know, everybody listening who has walked a Camino would know the beauty of the landscape and the culture. Those of anybody listening thinking of walking or planning on walking can really look forward to the beauty of the landscape and the culture and it's it's captured beautifully but one of the other things i think that is captured beautifully is the it's you can sense the spirit of the camino and at times it's it's heartbreaking this mm-hmm. this film um mm-hmm. and yet it's kind of also at the same time inspirational so it really is very much like a Camino itself, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think definitely, definitely, yes, yes. And it's and and one of the things one of the things about about the whole film is it's in a lot of places it's raw. Mm. Um, it's not. There's, there's a lot of a lot of Camino films out there that are. are um, you know that they show show the beauty of the of of where they're walking. They don't. They say you know they show their blisters and things like that. But they don't really show the um, you know just how much some people do struggle, mm. and they must struggle themselves. A lot of people do struggle themselves, and. That was another reason for the guys doing it, to show that, you know, there is drama, there is struggle, there's pain, there's, there's laughter, which there was at certain times. There was laughter and, and we had brilliant times. Yeah. And other times we had oh, just horrible days because of the weather, partly because of the weather and the weather then influenced your mood and... Mm. <laughs> but, as you can imagine, exactly. Mm. But but that element of it—that is everyday people doing quite incredible things. Mm. Mm. Fabulous. Yes. What did yes. you What did you make of it when you saw yourself on the big screen for the first time? Oh, I, uh, I I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I thought, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> so here's Susan, who, who used to be afraid to go to social functions in case she had to talk to people, is now on the big screen. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh dear, yes. <laughs> and and I uh, thought, oh my God, why why did I say yes to this? It wasn't supposed to be like this at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Do you do you get that feeling, as others have spoken about in the past, mm. a sense of accomplishment at the end of each day on the Camino? Oh, definitely, yes, yes. And, and particularly now that you're nursing a few niggling injuries, as they say. <laughs> Definitely, because there were there were some days there that I thought, oh, I'm not going to get, oh, I'm not going to get to the end of this day, uh, but I always did. Yeah, as did as did a couple of the others who who were walking under under duress, like Cheryl. Um, she would, you know, she would walk along slowly, and she would say. 
no, this is it. This is it. I'm leaving. I'm not. I'm not staying. I'm. I'm not going to complete the film. But then, you know, a couple of hours later, she was fine. Hey, uh, hey, we did it. We did it. You know. Yeah. It was. It. We. We walked through what we. What we had to walk through, and that. That in itself, to from for me was was just. Yeah, that was my reward yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. then do you take that reward then or that sense of accomplishment in a wider sense in your life? In in what do you mean? In so, how, how do you well, mean? Well, that? the fact that you've walked all of these Caminos, the fact that yeah. you're now here on the big screen, do you get <laughs> do you get a sense of accomplishment now? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And and people come up and sort of say, "Oh, how did you, how did you do that?" and and why would you do it? And I say, "Well, you know, you you walk from me. I walk to overcome what I don't want. What I don't. What hurts me in in my person. Um, and I feel sort of so." So um, uplifted, if you like, at the end of each day, and even now I'm I'm planning to do another walk, and I'm thinking, am I am I mad or or what? Am I really? <laughs> I mean, after there's a lot of crying and carrying on from my point of view in that film, and which to me is quite confrontational, but. Um, it's part. Of, it's all part of the film, but um, yeah. And I know people are thinking, "Hmm, yeah. Well, if it hurt that much, why would you want to do it again?" But then there's other people who who come up to me and say, "Yeah, they're walking with walking sticks and things." And lady came up to me the other night and said, "I'm so 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 honoured to have seen you do that." And I know I can do it now. So that, to me, is a real, a real, a real reward. What did you learn about yourself? Do you think in the process of the film and the Camino this last time? What did, what did I learn about yourself? Ah, I learned that I'm much stronger than I ever thought I was. That's a pretty good thing to learn. Yep, 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 and. There's things that you know feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. That that's something I could not do before. I would I would stand at the edge and go mm, no 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 can't do that can't do that, and not even try and do that. Now I can I can face things with a lot a lot more confidence and courage. Yeah. You mentioned to me in our last interview that on your first Camino you found yourself in a little town in the back of a small church crying and you felt yes. a warm glow. You said a sort of cloak oh. around you. Did yes. you. Did you get that same feeling this time around, this latest Camino? Yes, in in a few places. Yeah. Um, not, not everywhere, but... Um, one time on this on this walk, just by myself through that this big pine forest thing with a very wide road, 
very wide, muddy road you walk through. And sort of halfway through there, there was this just this lovely, warm feeling. I wasn't alone. There was nobody around, but there was this feeling. You know, there was somewhere, there was there was something there on my left side, looking looking after me, and I knew that I was going to get through. And at other places, I would feel it as well. And I feel it also now in talking to certain people who uh, um, who approach me through the group or at, at some of the Q&As we've done in the last week. Uh, that feeling, oh, it's, it, it, it is just a very, very special, special feeling. It's hard to explain, but there's, some, there's something there. Like I am not a religious person, but there's definitely, definitely something out there that is is um, a very spiritual and calming, calming presence. Did have you, you have you have you felt that yourself? Oh, absolutely, no question about that. Yeah, no, no question yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. And I find it very difficult to put into words. Um, yeah, but I think you've yeah. done, you've just done a pretty good job. <laughs> you know, let me just ask you then, Susan. Do you think the film adequately portrayed that sentiment? That, from your perspective, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um, others others might think differently, but no, I don't think so. Let, let's um, let's talk about let's talk about the nuts and bolts, if you like. I don't like talking about age. I think I said to you no. last last time we spoke, we said that you were well travelled. So, <laughs> so given you're well travelled, how do you cope yes. with the often primitive albergues, bathrooms, and bunk beds and the like? Oh well, I've I suppose I suppose many years of sleeping in that sort of situation. It's like it's second nature to me. I would not. I. 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 I cannot do a top bunk though, um, and I actually prefer albergues where people uh, are together because there's a usually usually there's a common bond running through everybody, and it's 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 just it's lovely to be with people who are like minded and and have travelled the same path as you and at the end of the day at the end of each day there you are and you've got sort of a family around you that will just all sit around and you can oh hey did you see this or did you see that or how did you feel about this or oh how how was how how's your practice that but there's there's that community and and just loving loving um, um, sense of sharing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, and so at you the were end still, yeah. So you were still able to experience all of that, even with the film experience going on around you. Yes, yes. Oh, how lovely! Because because the the. A lot of the time, the filming wasn't intrusive. Um, like we would, if we were mic'd up, 
they would walk behind us, whoever whoever had the sound the sound gear would often walk behind us so they're not right there, you know, asking us questions and everything. They're just observing from a distance and the same with um Noel doing the filming. He was he was um Sometimes he'd go ahead and and film our feet as as they walked through the mud, or he'd walk behind us. Um, but it was not; it was just non-intrusive, and so you didn't really feel that you were being filmed. Yeah. You didn't a lot of the time. You, um, I mean, there there were some situations where. I and and they're shown in the film. The editor has put them into the film that I found difficult to cope with because I was I had a meltdown one day. Uh, one of those situations where where the tears well up and you're not sure why what's happening or anything, and that happened for me one day, and, and the um, Noel comes up with the camera and he says, can you, t-, and puts it in my right in my face, can you talk us through it? Ah. And I said, no, I can't talk you through it. How can I, when I don't know what I, what's happening here myself? And, you know, and it made, that sort of seemed to make it, all that much worse, worse yeah. because there I am, sort of oh, caught caught out, caught out, sitting there on the ground, and um, you know, crying like crying buckets, and not really knowing why. I I did re- I did work it out as you know as I calmed down, um, and you know things. You, you learn lessons, and you. You you come to terms with various things as you walk those distances, and I had been I had the mic on and I'd been walking really essentially on my own. And Claude had the mic her microphone on, and she was way ahead of me. So you know we were just, I was just dawdling along, and um, yep. Yeah, and then this happened, and then after after I, it was all finished. I sort of thought, ah, oh, right, that's what that's about. Ah, oh, right, yeah. So it, it, yeah, it answered some questions for me, and um, yeah, and that's that's probably the only time that I I felt the camera yeah. be intrusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I, I work in radio, in breakfast radio, yeah. and we have a bank of television screens in front of us, <laughs> and I glanced up last week to see you sitting on the couch talking with Virginia Trioli on the ABC. And I thought, <laughs> hey, there's Susan. And I thought you, lo- I thought you looked terrific. And oh, I, thank you. And I remembered our last chat, you telling me that you felt you were always somebody's daughter or somebody's wife or somebody's mother. And I looked up there yeah. at the television and I thought, wow, now there's been some transformation there. <laughs> and you talked about Susan finding Susan on your first Camino when we talked last year. Did you did you yeah. like who you met? 
did I like who I met when you found yes, Susan? I did. I yeah. did. And you've um, and you've come so far. Yeah, uh, I've I've worked. There are some things I don't. You know, having said that, I found Susan. There are some things that I did not like about that person that I found, um, <laughs> and some things. You know, I knew I had I knew I had to change, but it that's that's a very liberating feeling to find yourself, and oh, I I thank the Camino for that. I really do. You must be enormously proud of what you've been I able am. to achieve. I am. I am very, very much so. Um, there are some. There are some out there in my. Here I say it because they might be listening. Some of my fam, a couple of my family who think that mm, it's time she stopped. It's time she stopped. She's, you know, she's she's not doing the right thing. She's not looking after herself. But you know, I am looking after myself because I I know what's what's right for me and. What's not right for me is to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. So what's the message then you've learned from all of this? Oh, Dan, I'm not sure. Well, that's, that's perhaps not such a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not really 100% sure. Yeah. Well, here you are on television in a feature yes. film. Do you sometimes yes. pinch yourself? <laughs> oh, I do. I do, definitely. And <laughs> I told one of my neighbours today and she said, what? What? How can you do that? What? What? And <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> I said, hmm, I'm, you know, it, it's a bit surreal. The whole thing's a bit surreal, actually. Yeah, yeah it is surreal. Yeah. But that's what yeah. it's all about. It is, it is. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, I was saying to somebody today, if there was a chance to do another film with a couple of us, like to do... You know, in in a year or so, what are they doing now, or how are they coping now? That sort of thing. Um, I think that would be a great thing to do, and I would do it at my absolutely at my own pace. And I would hope that whoever was doing the filming, if it were if it were in fact another film. They would they would think the same way at that time, having having done this this one the way they did, and which which they had to do. They've got you know every, they everyone else had everyone had time constraints. Um, probably Claude and I were the only ones that didn't. Uh, so you know it had to be done within a certain period. So there was quite a bit of. Um, you know, no, no rest days and that sort of thing. But all in all, it was, you know, a really, really wonderful experience. 
I think it's a wonderful film and I think it's a wonderful story and I think you're wonderful, Susan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Congratulations <laughs> on the film. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations on finding Susan and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Well, thank, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Um, I feel really honoured, actually, to, to, to be one of your podcast people. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely feeling. Um, and I can tell you that the last time I spoke to you, that felt quite daunting to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing that I've learned about myself. You know, I I don't have I don't if I I can say no to somebody if I if I feel like it. I can say yes to somebody if I feel like it. And one of the one of the most liberating things is that I can say yes and go for it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Buen camino. Buen Camino to you as well and to everybody else out there. My guest this week, Susan Morris, the convener of the Australian Pilgrims on the Camino Facebook page. I'm grateful to my Camino pal, Ted Walker, or I'm Ted, who posted a picture on Facebook this week. It's a little girl standing under a sprinkler in the yard with a smile a mile wide. And the heading says, choose joy. It says, don't wait for things to get easier, simpler, better. Life will always be complicated. Learn to be happy right now. Otherwise, you'll run out of time. Camino Skies is in cinemas in Australia right now. A story about life, love and loss on the Camino de Santiago. And the website is CaminoSkies.com. CaminoSkies.com. Don't wait for things to get easier, simpler, better. Life will always be complicated. Learn to be happy right now. Otherwise, you'll run out of time. My new album, Duende, is released worldwide on August 23rd. It'll be available to download and on all music platforms, Spotify and iTunes. CDs are available as well via danmullinsmusic.com. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.